April 25, 2019. It's the Wife from Pedro Show.
Off for Pedro Show. Brother Matt up in the Northwest, uh, retracing the steps of Lewis and Clark Expedition. Sacagawea and uh, what was his name? Tyler? I mean, there was other people too. Those. It's, it reminds me of like when I made this this record in the 90s. Oh, your solo record. There's like 48 other people on it. Anyway, we st- I'm not man alone here, even though Brother Matt's out exploring. Uh, I'm in my pad in Pedro, but through the miracle of Skype and the engineers in Estonia, I got Morgan Gear with me. Uh, where are you call, uh, using the Skype from, Morgan? I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville. I'm supposed to be out there in the fall. I haven't played oh. there in a while. You'll, and, uh, you'll be the, welcome. In the west part, yeah, by the Smokies, right? It's kind of hairy yeah. getting over there from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, when you come over. It can be like some dangerous parts of the road. I mean, they've gotten it better, but I remember, I don't know, maybe it was something from the Depression days or something, but some weird route, and, and so there was some dangerous road. Uh, we started with uh, John Coltrane doing Lazy Bird and, and Drunken Prayer with Hey Ho, Nobody Home. And uh, Margaret, uh, tell me your uh, earliest musical recollection. That, that'd be uh, probably my grandfather. He played uh, uh, jazz, Dixieland jazz. Uh, so my earliest memories are him and probably my mom. She was a folk singer. Um, so uh, they would uh, sit around listen, listening to music and playing the music. He had an he had an old Victrola we would listen to. Um, like I said, my mom was a folk singer, and so there's lots of uh, Dylan and the Stones and stuff like that. So it's family members. So so when you say Dixieland, uh, he was a listener or, or player. What did he play? He's a player. He played just about everything. He played uh, clarinet was his main instrument, but he played banjo and trombone and saxophone. I'm wondering what was in the pad there, because maybe you picked up some of these instruments or something? Uh, I don't I don't know. I guess I had an appreciation for that kind of structure, okay. uh, that, that kind of song structure, and this this kind of blending of uh, genres and, and and instruments and just kind of throwing it all into the pot, kind of, you know what I mean? Okay, but there was instruments in the pads. Oh yeah, yeah, everywhere. So yeah, and, and your ma singing. I mean, of course, the the voice is an instrument too. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 wondering, were you motivated, or did they, you know, want to bring you into the the thing? You know, hey, start learning on this. No, no not really. I mean, it was, it, it's it's always been a. Uh, an honorable pursuit in my family so uh it was it was a, it was a way of uh you know people of people being proud of you you know it's like i wanted to do something to make them proud and it kind of came naturally anyway so it's kind of the obvious thing to just do but it was never pushed it was just always around what, what, were always you really sitting. little was it before school yeah yeah my first memory is Probably my, my very first memory is sitting at my mom's footsteps while uh while she she played folk music on uh, Louisiana public television. I was playing in a sandbox. Okay, okay. So, uh, but uh, I'm wondering what got you into, like, being part, not just a listener, part, you know, playing. Do you uh-huh. remember picking up? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I, was in, I was in choir for forever. Okay, and, so in uh, school. What, okay. Yeah, it's in school, yeah, for Did playing. Did you do the band thing? Uh, yeah, choir, right? 
And then, yeah, then later yeah. on, they've got like the marching band or the jazz band or some stuff like that. Well, I remember one Christmas they brought in um, an electric bass to play along with us. Um, it's I think it was Sleigh Ride, and it just it just floored me how uh, powerful it was. It just it just moved the stage. I could feel it in my feet. Oh, and so it, you never heard you never heard electric bass not, before? Okay. Not up, not up close like that, and not in a participatory kind of situation. Um, and that night, I remember going home from the concert and telling my mom I wanted a, I wanted an electric bass. Whoa! It took, yeah, it took a while to did get you, one. Did you know what it was when you heard it? Did somebody tell you? Did you know? Um, I, 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 mean, well, I asked, I, was, I, was I asked Morgan because I fucking didn't know what it was. I didn't I just, know they I had just, bigger strings. I didn't know that the basement bottom, you know, lower. I had no idea. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I really thought about that. That either. I was just more into the power of the thing. Mm -hmm. See, my first gigs. It's arena rock, so the bass was fucking really neutered and gelded. You know, huh. the, it was in these sports arenas and shit. You know, and you can see in the pictures, it looked kind of like a guitar. You know, it, but four strings. Right. I didn't know the strings were bigger though. You know, you were so <laughs> far away. It was not club. Yeah. Call, I, I didn't know about clubs till the movement. So, I, so I'm curious. Okay, so uh, there's an electric bass at, at, at a choir thing. Uh, what about records? Do, do you remember the first record you bought yourself? With, with my own money, it was. Uh, it was. I think it was um, Queen. The game. Okay. Or uh, Tattoo You by the Stones. And do you remember the first gig you went and saw? Um, I snuck in to see the Go-Go's with the Fix. Okay. And, so uh, kind of big pads. Yeah. Not really close. I was under, underage, yeah. And I, and I got really close. And then I, I let's see, I, was, uh, I would go to whatever came to town. So in Asheville in those days, there wasn't a whole lot coming to town like there is now so it was whatever like i remember three dog night came so i went and saw them stevie ray vaughn came so i went and saw him the go-go's you know it wasn't because i was necessarily into the bands it was just i wanted to see any band yeah at i think what they call it the tertiary or even beyond tertiary <laughs> like there's certain kinds <laughs> of routing right and uh, mm -hmm. i think for a long time Nashville, you know so i like the same thing in, in socal i mean you know you there's a lot of towns here, and a lot of people didn't play in Pedro in the 50s. They still don't play in Pedro. A lot, but, so I, I know what you mean. So you play, you go go to see whatever's there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and, then, and then, but I, I do know a home brew scene. Is it Mr. Warren Haynes? Is he from yeah. there? Yeah. So, so yeah, I used to work. I used to work for his brother at a record store here called Almost Blue. So there must have been some kind of local kind of thing. There was. I didn't. I didn't really figure that out till I got a little older, like in the high school. Yeah. Um. And and then a little older from then when I when I started getting into more like current stuff, like punk rock stuff. And uh, but there was a. I knew a lot of people had moved here to go to school from Athens, Georgia. So that, so I, I picked up on a lot of what they were listening to. My mom worked at a local little college here. Warren Wilson College, and so as a middle school and high schooler, I would hang out with um, the the college students because I played drums, and they would hear me playing the drums. And okay, drummers so, are always hard to find. <laughs> okay, but that now, now I'm a little confused because okay, you heard that electric bass, you asked your parents for a bass. Did, I didn't follow through on that. Did they give get, get your bass? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> they never did. So you but you ended up on drums instead. 
Yeah. Okay. My, my uncle, my uncle is a, a drummer, and so uh, he kind of handed handed me down a, a few pieces, oh. and I just got I I would just play whatever was was around. You know? Sure, sure. <laughs> was your parents into that? <laughs> <laughs> For the most part. Okay. You know, it keeps keeps you off the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Elvin Jones talks about playing the fucking pots and pans and shit. So yeah. you know, well, everybody's got to start has, somewhere. Yeah. But he yeah, actually gave you some uh, parts of a trap kit. Yeah, yeah, just like a, there was a marching drum, and I kind of pieced it together from there, and and finally bought my own set after that. Mainly because I, it was easier to get a gig as a drummer because there weren't any around really. So even even as as kind of terrible as as I was and am, I could still get gigs. And as a like a sixteen year old, that's pretty pretty heady stuff to be playing with college students. Yeah, yeah. Well, the basement is kind of like that too, because no one wanted to rock it, you know. So there's yeah. more opportunity. Because you know, <laughs> yeah. because uh, older days there was much more hierarchy, I think, and so there was like kind of jobs you didn't want to take, right? They were kind of janitor level and uh, i think that's the way <laughs> drums and bass was considered <laughs> you know so we've been getting revenge ever fucking since right look i want to play this song here uh, take this hammer okay take this hammer
person inhabited by the spirits of animals. Animalistic, atavistic, cannibalistic, animatronic. You be a chariot, it's sadistic. When Noah's ark is full, the animals must take control of his body. He is possessed. No one is left behind. The ship sinks under the weight of the flood.
woke up at midnight And I heard on the late world news That the world is in a bind For you ain't half deaf or blind You can't help but see That the new world orders Got you in a bind So I went to the window
country was founded, each generation of Americans has been summoned to give testimony to its national loyalty.
we go now. Up, up we go now. Take it slow, kick the dirt on my way home. 
So goodbye until tomorrow. Okay, go walk, gonna take it slow. Gonna take a walk. Gonna take a walk. Well, for Pedro's show, we heard uh, Take the Hammer, Drunken Prayer, which is Virgin Gear approach. Uh, Mini Beast out of Providence, as Peter from uh, Mission of Burman with Handed. Red Mass out of Montreal with Zoo Face. High Reva, he's living in Glasgow these days. The Hangman, Tav Falco, living in Vienna, but soon to be coming here, U.S. tour, in the uh, month of May. New World Order Blues, Paul Anchor out of, uh, well, they're up. In Medford now, or Ashland, Southern Oregon. Uh, empty gesture, no, to the moon, an empty gesture from Lauren. Don't know where that cat's from, maybe Brooklyn. Guy by Voices, Dayton, Ohio, I know that. Class Clown spots a UFO. B- Bob Pollard, he, he just made his 102nd album, right? He's going to come play the Roxy in West Hollywood on New Year's Eve and do 100 songs. <laughs> I mean, the guy is incredible. Um, out of uh, Milano, Italy after that, Arabia uh, Sa- uh, Saudata, Firmus de Bollywood, and then finally Take a Walk from Drunken Prayer. Okay, so you're playing as 16-year-old and other people with college guys doing drums, but you start moving on to other instruments. Yeah, whatever's a, whatever whatever was needed. I, I just kind of got better on guitar. Right. Um, and it just kind of evolved that you way. Remember the first uh, guitar the, you got? Yeah, it was, it was called Electra. I think they're made in um, Japan, but I, I found it at a flea market, and it was in pieces, but still in its package. I just had to kind of bolt it all together. Um, it's kind of like a Les Paul, I guess, um, but it was great. I wish I still had it. It cost and, me probably uh, $50. And it was electric. Okay, so you, you had an amp, right? Oh, you got an amp. Uh, yeah, I had a, one of those little Gorilla. Oh, little yeah. Gorilla amp. Yeah, with the tube, had like a uh, it could get super distorted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without it. trying. Yeah, I had a little prac one for bass and it blew it up. But uh, <laughs> I know what you mean, <laughs> Econo. But hey, you know, come on, everybody's got to start somewhere and stuff like that. I think my first yeah. bass amp was. Uh, did you? Uh, well, drums, guitar. Did you ever get around to playing the bass? Uh, only in the in the past. Uh, probably just few years as far as playing with other people. I picked up when I was I was living in Portland, Oregon for a long time, and had some regular bass playing gigs, like a an every Monday kind of thing when you're not on tour. Okay. So I, uh, and those were like country bands. Yeah. Okay. But then yeah, I but I play a lot of bass on on my records. I was going to say for your own pride, you probably man alone yeah, it. Yeah. 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 So, okay. You get on you get on guitar. Are you still playing with people older than you? Um, after I started playing guitar, I, I started playing more and more with people my own age. Okay. I think I did sit in with some like older guys in their rockabilly bands, but that was mainly for the thrill of just going into bars and playing at all as someone who's underage. But after that, yeah, it started getting a little more um, more current after that with with more uh, people my own age. And what about the touring thing? Did you get into that? Not, not much. Not until later on when um, uh, uh, we went down to uh, South by Southwest with off this Bloodshot single we had years ago. Um, 
there wasn't really a whole reason to. We would go up to New York every once in a while and go down to Atlanta. So these like three and four day jaunts back and forth. Asheville is pretty centrally located. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to watch the weather though. You can't travel all the time. <laughs> no, I, I, no you know, tra- I was talking to somebody last week. Whoever the guest was. My memory, but but I was thinking. You look at a map. You look at New England. Wow, look how close the gigs are. Because you know, you know yeah. out here, in, yeah, in California, you know. Oh man. The, and you were in Portland, so you know. I mean, there's this little strip along I five, but then people. Why are you always playing Boise? You know, why are you always playing Salt Lake City? <laughs> yeah, look on a map. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's tough. There's some big stretches. Yeah, so so you didn't do that. You did these little re- regional jumps and stuff like that. Uh, what, what about what about going in the studio? Do you remember the first time you went to the studio? Yeah, it was uh, that was the same time when I was I was in high school living at this this college. Uh, I played drums for um, this guy from Africa had written this this kind of traditional folk song that he wanted drums put to. So we went into a little local studio and and did that. It was a it was fascinating for me. Like African drums. No, he wanted like a like rock drums on it. Okay, and so I I, I could do that. <laughs> but over, over, but over, what he had like a, a thing from Africa, because yeah, of course was, there's a big connection between you know rock and roll and blues in Africa. But when I hear King Sunny a Day, I mean there's a difference. Yeah, absolutely. This was this was more uh, it was more like a folk song set with heavy heavy drums okay. sung about uh yeah it was i'm not sure what it was for you know i was i was like 15 or 16 i didn't really think about why anything was going on <laughs> well i asked because man it was scary for me when i first went in the studio and still even there's this thing called red light fever you know like you can practice yes. with the guy it's it's all good and then when the red light comes on you start clamming like a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm pretty. I'm pretty well acquainted with that. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's nothing. So, it's something you'd like to grow out of, <laughs> right? But you like it never seems to fucking happen. It's always pants shitter time. Like, oh my god, <laughs> all these changes. I forgot them all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an oaf. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm trying to bring this up, kind of to the. Because this Portland thing, when they, this is in your twenties, probably right. Yeah, this was uh, a little bit after that. That was probably in my thirties. Okay, and because you want to be a working uh, musician. Yeah, well, I was kind of, yeah, I kind of roamed around a little bit. Growing up, we never really lived in one place too very long, um, and I, I wanted to go to a place that I, that had lots of uh, creative types hanging around that I could afford. So I, I uh, spent a little bit of time in Austin and a little bit of time in Nashville, and my dad lives in California. So kind of aimless, I just went out there to uh, Sonoma County. Sonoma, and yeah, I ran north. In. Okay. Yes, I was it's actually in the middle. You know, when they say NorCal here, they're actually talking because there's a whole bunch of California north of the city. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like 300 <laughs> miles or 400 miles. Oh yeah, Northern yeah. California. Yeah, that's I more like Eureka. Or why were you? <laughs> yeah, why okay. Rica? So you you were just fishing then? Okay, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I was working at a bookstore up up there. Um, I uh, consequently met Tom Waits at that at that time, which is kind of a different story. But uh, one of my friends at the bookstore was coming up to Portland, 
and uh, he asked if I wanted to just come and visit, and did, and kind of fell in love with the place. It was it was affordable at the time. Yeah, um, they got a big bookstore. Yeah, this Powell's. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. But you know, in the old days, I gotta tell you, Morgan, in the old days. There was only the satirica. I know there's 20 clubs, 30 clubs now, but man, there was days where mm-hmm. there was one club yeah. in Portland. It's, it really yeah. changed a lot. Yeah, it did. It's it's changed since I've I've been here. I mean, everybody, I guess, wants to close the door behind them. Yeah, but, uh, that's what I, they want. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I couldn't afford to live there. They want to slam it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that all changed. Yeah, I, I get back about every, you know, touring, I, I still get back there about three, two or three times a year and kind of get my fix. Yeah, yeah. But you end up you end up back in Asheville. Yeah, this is, uh, this is where most of my family's in the in the southeast around um, Alabama, New Orleans. Um, then Asheville is just the place I lived kind of the longest. So it's the place that's felt most like home other than Portland. It, it and like this is where the drunken, uh, the drunken, drunken prayer prodge. Yeah, that 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 started in Portland. Oh, it actually okay, kinda, okay. Yeah, and I uh, it's 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 as much of a solo thing as it as it is a band thing. Now I I, I tour solo and then have pockets of bands around the country, to where I've got uh, some folks in Austin, some more in Albuquerque. And then back in Portland, and we'll play regionally, and then I'll tour solo back to another pocket of bands. But is it like Demo? Where's what do you mean? Well, Demo travels, you know, no band, right? And he just gets together yeah. with guys, but he kind of, you know, no two. It's not like Chuck Berry where there's like this canon that you learn, right? <laughs> he just starts right. jamming. You just start jamming to his voice. <laughs> yeah, I saw the guy, yeah. Omar and the Mars LaVolta guys do it. It was pretty, in Australia once. It's amazing. You know, every gig's different, right? Because nobody, yeah. nobody knows what's up. Well, there's, there's a lot of electricity there when you when you don't know what you're doing. And, and <laughs> as, as long as the chemistry is, is good, some pretty amazing things can come out of that. Uh, the way the way I do it is, is somewhere in between and that I've, I've got like a set probably 25 songs uh-huh. and we just figure out which ones we you know pick half of those and do them and rehearse them and go out and play three or four gigs and then i move on okay so there's a whole lot of not sure sure where you're at with that situation too and i really like that yeah i mean uh it's <laughs> it's not the same old <laughs> it's not the rubber stamp cookie cutter xerox machine for sure no no it keeps it interesting for and me it kind of balls yeah. out <laughs> yeah i'm into it it is it's it's scary uh we're done with the first hour uh april 25 2019 edition Life pedro show special guest morgan gear hold tight people for hour two april 25 2019 it's the second hour Life for pedro show I saw a little beam of sunlight steal across a purple sky and bent down to kiss a rosebud. It made me want to cry to think that I had been permitted 
land Oh, there's nothing that stands out more Than the selfishness Thank you.
Slipping up and then again Talking to the large idea 
Well, for people, should we start the second hour, hour off with drunken prayer, doing the self, the, the selfish, no, the selfishness in man, and then uh, a natural ways. That's got a great guitar lady just played a couple weeks ago with Mike Begetta, and uh, Ava Mendoza from Orange County, but uh, uh, <laughs> been in Brooklyn now. That's expensive, I hear. <laughs> Draw, uh, so draw the line. Uh, uh, Stefano uh, Puglia with uh, oh, why you put an A? And I don't, you know, he's my El Sonio de Marinaio bandmate, and uh, I spelled his fucking name wrong. Fratel Stay, uh, Copa, Scusi. <laughs> and there's, he's got a new solo thing, bad kind of. I don't know, motivated by Dante's uh, Comedia. In Girum Imos Nocta. And then uh, Marco Sorato, uh, Sevilla, España, right? Francesco, Co oh yeah, Cavarino, he's got an Italiano uh, drummer. And uh, Bestim Bestimia, Dan Jones out of Kansas City. He lived a long time in Portland. No, he lived in Eugene. Yeah, college. Uh, and then he moved back to Kansas City. And uh, I think he got a real good deal. And finally, Science. From drunken prayer. So, t tell me how the drunken prayer thing got going. I started playing. Well, I just moved to Portland, and uh, th the only gigs I could get were these Sunday afternoon and these kind of dive bars. Uh, and uh, I knew a bunch of old gospel songs, and I started just playing them in kind of a rock band format, and uh, people liked it a lot. And it was it was fun playing kind of church music on Sundays um, in these. In, in these bars, the uh, there's one place, the Queen of Hearts. It's not there anymore. Kind of a biker place. It was and uh, it was just a lot of fun. And the, the name Drunken Prayers seemed to fit. And since then, I've just kind of uh, stuck with it. Now it's more of a, a a veil that I kind of sing behind when I'm playing. Yeah, solo. because it was listening to this new album. You know, the, the, yeah, the gospel element was kind of <laughs> missing a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, a, it's evolved. <laughs> well, you know, everything, you know, a launch pad, a, a, a diving board, you know, you can't tell how the guy's going to hit the water just because how right. he leaves the diving board, right? So, right. That, that's a, yeah, has, uh, what's that band, Ministry? God, they, they used to wear, wear new wave clothes and stuff. And I think the guy <laughs> and his writer, right, uh, big old, uh, like, crack pipe torch and uh, Depends, like, is on the rider. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So, okay. So, you were doing these... Uh, so, it was Man Alone? And, oh, no, uh, you said you, you put it to a rock band setting. Yeah, yeah. I had a keyboard, um, bass, and light drums and stuff. And we'd be in the corner of these bars playing, uh, like, just a closer walk with the... And a, a lot of my songs back then had a little more of a, a gospel bent to them, too. I mean, they all have kind of a big picture kind of outlook to stuff lyrically I think but um they were a lot more overtly kind of kind of gospel back then and it was it was just it was a, it was a, it was, it was an easy way to get gigs and keep gigs in a uh, competitive kind of atmosphere yeah I, you know I mean people start asking about that when they want to get into this racket <laughs> you know Mike it just isn't sustainable <laughs> you know, 
you know, I, I don't know what to say, you know, you, you know, <laughs> right? The the altruistic, you know, just keep pushing, you know, keep believing. And, and oh, that's then, such a that's such weird advice. <laughs> but then, but then there's other advice like, oh, you have to develop a brand, and you know, it's like, well, okay, yeah. boy, that, that right. I'm all excited about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? The whole the whole fucking thing. Now, you know, it's trippy. I mean, you 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 got uh, you fell in love with music, right? Right. Because, see, I got into it just to be with my friend. <laughs> See, and and then yeah, then I lost him, and, and I just kept going. But it, it's it's trippy the the, the motivations, the, like you're talking about. How do you keep a gig? Well, you yeah. find a place, you find a, a a kind of motif, a setting, like you did, using some of your roots, what you grew up with, and then something that the pads could tolerate, wouldn't be too uh, mm-hmm. upsetting, you know, too. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, have you ever been th- the Minutemen uh, a couple times got thrown out during the sound check? You guys sound like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, I've had the plug pulled on me before in Portland. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, that, who knows what the reasons were for that? But I'm, you know, I got a pretty thick skin about that kind of thing at the, at this point for sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've been I, I've, I've been lucky in in that I don't do anything else particularly well and that uh, so so to not play music I mean like I, I really don't know what else I, w- I would do if I didn't so it's never been a question of whether I'm going to play music or not That's bitch. Uh, what, what about this tune into the water is, is this guy got, got some gospel it turned it turned into that it, it started out as I, I was just singing about the laundry uh, <laughs> about oh, <laughs> I hope the laundry isn't clean because I'm not. So I, I'm yeah. hoping I wasn't throwing my old clothes into this. Per- we don't really have a laundry hamper. We just throw shit right into the the washer, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just worried that I was I was putting my my dirty self into a nice clean. Thing. Right, right. Okay, let's listen.
once she could fly She believed it up until the day she tried Rock and roll could not control her folly light But she always remembered right Rubble and dust The angels do not trust us anymore She throws her arms around me and says How I live matters more than what I believe And she believes we're gonna meet forevermore Somewhere between the bar stool and the floor Here's your hat, what's your hurry, here's the door In between the bar stool and the floor Rubble and dust, the angels do not trust us Pedro Show, yeah, Into the Water, Drunk and Prayer. And then Round Eye after that from Shanghai with God Doesn't Know. The Coat Hangers, Shut Up. I think two of them are Atlanta and one lives in Cali. And then two things from Croatia during the 80s. It sounded pretty close to Minutemen in some ways. Pretty trippy. T. Damja from Sexa. And me small Jalutali. Sorry for shitty Croatian. From uh, Torbakova, Krishna Pesci. And, you know, it's just trippy. We weren't aware of each other at all. 
Uh, by the way, I just got some bad news from near there in Serbia. Great bass player I know named uh, Koya. Brother Koya, he lost his partner. She, uh, Maria, she's in the band, too, uh, Disciplina Kichman. Incredible bass man. <clears throat> Beautiful cat. And he, he comes from the early 80s over there. And uh, I remember last time I played in Belgrade, I got to spend hours with him. He's an incredible cat. I can just imagine the sadness. So big love to you, Brother Koya. And finally, uh, Rubble and Dust from Drunken Prayer. Hey, Morgan, tell me how you recorded this album. Uh, one room. Um, not a whole lot of overdubs. Um, th and th that particular song was done a little bit differently in that I had a couple of friends from Albuquerque uh, who play in uh, the Handsome Family on steel guitar, Alex McMahon and Greg Williams on drums. And I just I just sent them the uh, acoustic guitar track and they put that over it. And I did a little bit of editing, so there's no bass or anything on it, so it's pretty dry. Was the, rest the one, of room, was the run, one room in your pad? The the room is a, a, fr a friend of mine's little one-room studio in, the, in his backyard here in town. Well, let's give him credit. Mitch, he, what does he call it? Uh, pot of gold, the pot of gold. Okay. What's his name? <laughs> Brian Land. His name is Brian Landrum. He runs Heyday Music here. He does the. Uh, he he owns and and runs this place, Heyday Music, that sells vintage guitars and amps, and he He's does the shot. repairs on okay. them. Okay. Yeah, and then he, we got sent over to Mitch Easter, who he he works with. You know, I was going to uh, ask about if there was any connect, because they're a little yeah. more west of you guys, right? Yeah, he's over. He's about two hours from here, and so Brian and Mitch worked together on different projects, and suggested that Mitch mix the record. And it was a, and it was a, it was a really good marriage there for, for the for the project. He was really fun to work with. You know what? Speaking of which, Dexter lost his wife, right? His sister. Yeah. Sister. Sister. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, she's an amazing drummer. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my memory sometimes, and I, and I just okay. <laughs> I heard about it a little while ago. You know, the yeah, last Minutemen uh, gig was in North Carolina, in um, Charlotte. Yeah, I just played yeah, there. Yeah, it was in uh, second week of December '85. I, I, my brain don't let me remember the day. <laughs> Fuck it. But I remember <laughs> I've had to play guitar. Because, uh, yeah, on that. yeah, they already had Mike Mills playing. They brought us on stage. We were opening up for R.E.M. And so Pete, we did television, See No Evil. And I knew that lick. Even with the little uh -huh. strings, I still could do it. I couldn't hold a pick, but <laughs> I still did it with D. Boone. It was a blue Rickenbacker that uh, Pete let oh, me wow. play. And, uh, so, okay, so so Mitch, so you got all the tracks together and then Mitch mixed them all. Okay. So. Yeah. Would you consider it produced by you or produced by him? Or is there a difference? Uh, what do you think? You know, those, those lines are, are kind of blurred. It's not like getting songwriting credits where I, I guess I had the, the arrangements and the orchestrations and how I wanted it to go. And it was it was pretty much finished when we brought it to him and he, he kind of glued it together. But he uh, he was he wasn't stepping forward with with ideas. He would wait until if I had a question at a, at some kind of crossroads, you know, what what do we do here? He would put in his two cents worth, and I would I can't I don't think I ever went against anything he say, he he said. Yeah, but it sounds but, like uh, you were kind of the producer. Yeah, I guess. And there's I guess nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, 
Uh, yeah, like sometimes I give drum ideas, but I don't get on the drum set. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish I could, though, Morgan. I wish I could. <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the second hour, April 25, 2019, Dish Show. Hold tight, hour three. April 25, 2019, it's the third hour. Watt for Pedro Show.
Off for Pedro Show. We start off the third hour with Four Leaf Clover. Drug Tell us about that one, Mark. That was uh, just a, a bunch of song ideas I had. Just I, I keep a notebook full of just 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 stuff, and that one kind of threw together. I had that that um, that melody floating around my head for a couple of years, and just really wanted to make something out of it. It's kind of started off as more of like a Cajun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but uh, 
I was listening to a lot of Detroit Cobras at the time. Oh um, yeah, great man. And it's, so it's kind of it's kind of a, a a marriage of it's to me it sounds like if the Cobras were playing uh, Cajun music. <laughs> yeah, I seventy five. Does it go through? No, because you know there's a waste. Because Scotty, the Stooges drummer, lived in Sarasota, but he had a pad up at Drummond mm -hmm. Island. Yeah, and I know I seventy five guy goes from Detroit to Florida. It's trippy. So one of because yeah, yeah. we don't have a lot of diagonal interstate. Right. Uh, yeah. Then we heard <laughs> Chris Chappelle's distortion pedal with uh, Sacramento Sacktown. The, the, the interstate through you is I forty, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because that's kind of when you get past uh, Oklahoma City, that's the Route sixty six. Um, yeah. Old days. Which is a crop circles for national debt. Out of Idaho, you to pimp. Damn Fr uh, Francia with Planet Transit. Sunrock, Birmingham. I think the Man Astro Man guy's got a new club in Birmingham called Saturn, which makes sense, Saturn Records. But uh, springtime again, because people, it's springtime again. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Drunken Prayer with Mary Jane. Is this about Mota? Uh, <laughs> that's a... a a friend of mine's uh, name, Mary Jane, in, in Portland, uh, and that's what I was. I was, I was uh, just going through a real kind of dark period living in, in Portland. I was going through a breakup, and uh, a lot of my songs go back to New Orleans, where I, where I lived when I was a really small, small kid. And that's one just kind of just like wishing I could be anywhere than where I was, and so I kind of made up a place. What, what you know, you you spent some. How long you spend there? Portland. In New Orleans? No, Portland. Um, Portland. In Portland, about eight years, seven or eight years. Because there's a little bit of rain involved. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I wonder if that kind of can add to some sadness. It can, but you know, I always I like the kind of grayscale out okay. there. I, okay. It's never really minded, minded it that much. It's, I think it was more of a, a distance thing, being so just physically far from, from everything I... I knew, just feeling kind of alone out there, whereas, you know, music's good for that, for kind of talking to oh, yourself. Oh, sure, of course. And the other thing about the wet, uh, compared to, like, dry here, California, SoCal, like, yeah, mm -hmm. the pads aren't all full of mold. I mean, some are, but a <laughs> little, little higher percentage up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but not wrong with the rain would It's beautiful. Away. There's a lot of green, and I love it. You know, Richard Meltzer <laughs> lives in Portland a long time now. Uh, I want to play this, this this tune here called The Mission Field, which I thought was a trippy title. Mm. You want to tell me? You don't have to. No, it's uh, the uh, where I was living in Portland, we were, I would be walking my dog, and I noticed that uh, there's these signs facing inwards at the uh, these churches that would say, Smile, you're entering the mission field. And I always thought that was just an interesting thing as you're leaving the church and the, the rest of your the, just the rest of the world is a place where I, I guess some people would be evangelizing. I saw it as more oh, of okay. a, the mission. This, yeah, this is, okay. this is where, this is where you do your work, which to me means just be a good, just be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> right, know, right. Of, not, not just when you're in church or when you're, whenever you're in your safe place, do it when you're out, you know, on the subway, on the bus, when you're in a Absolutely. different country. That's why I get scared of that word normal. <laughs> I yeah, like the good like person. Too. When they say normal person, what the fuck is that? You know, 1933 <laughs> Nuremberg? You know. Right. You know That's what I mean? Normal. Things can be trippy, right? So listen, listen to yeah. the, the mission field.
entering the mission field. Now you are entering the mission field. Daddy was a dog and your mama was a storm. And when the rains came, a killer was born. Nobody inhibition means you always got your way. The hand that's bleeding might stop beating you one day. So smile, you're entering the mission field. Now you are entering the mission field. Hurricane Katrina blew your mind. Halfway to hell, police picked him up off of the streets of Slidell. So smile, you're entering the mission field. Now you are entering the mission field.
Lord Pepper is not a happy man. I want to be in your ass. I want to be up your ass. She came to my house in the morning and I fucked her in the ass or considered calling. It's a good thing I didn't call her. My name, my number, my heart, my phone, my dick up her ass and we both need a piss. Hi, I'm Richard. Make that art. And you can't have my current unlisted number, but you can always have my dick. If you peed right now, you would still have my dick. If you yellow the sheets, you will still have my dick. If you wee-weed the mattress, you'd still have it. Hey, and I hate mornings I've got the aches and haven't even had a drink. And my heart is a beached whale on Zuma Mazuma Beach with spears running through it. But my dick still works some times.
came out of the uh, the election uh it gave me something to write about oh yeah like a farmer might tell you if you want a good crop use a lot of manure 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. People, I, last I, music I, for this edition, uh, Mission Field, Drunken Prayer. Uh, we were talking off air about future Drunken Prayer, and Morgan was expressing a little doubt, but I'm going to try to inf- <laughs> uh, get him enthusiastic. Art Pepper is not a happy man from uh, Spielgush, which is Richard Meltzer, who's been a Portland citizen now many years. Uh, uh, Damien Gerardo, after that, with Hotel Hospital, AB Normal. <laughs> we were talking about that's fucking Phil up in Big Bear doing Achilles' last groove. And finally, Cordelia from Drunken Prayer. Cordelia, is that a lady's name? Uh, it's a it's a it's a friend of mine's name that I kind of uh, borrowed from her. <laughs> Cordelia Elsewhere is the name of the record, and that that's that's her name. And I've uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of I, I kind of so kinda it's part of the title name from her. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> and you and you appropriated her person. Right, and, and, and if she's listening, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, look, future, future, uh, drunken prayer. Right, uh, I'm going to try to get over to uh, to Europe or uh, at least the UK and Ireland uh, before too long. Then I've I've got a about another record's worth of material to record when uh, I'll when that settles down. Yeah, uh, you should uh, play uh, some of this in Italy. Bring it to Italy. Oh, wait. I would love to. I think they would love it, man. So, do, do yeah. you have do you have songs? You were talking about having a notebook. So, you do you always have like a, a buttload in reserve? I wouldn't call it. Uh, there's, there's there's not there's not that much, but there's I don't have a lot of leftover material. Every almost everything get gets used. Okay. Um, so I've got a, probably another couple of albums I could I could record today if I had a gun to my head. Okay. Well, I was thinking. <laughs> When this new thing it comes t- time to do, are you going to do something different than you did with this baby? Yeah, it, yeah. Everyone and it, it seems like every everyone is different from the last one. I kind of kind of go back and forth. The next one I wouldn't mind um, kind of pulling back the reins a little bit and making it a little more like rubble and dust. Okay. But uh, a, a lot of times, it's the the material often just dictates what it's going to sound like. So I try not to get too married to one idea or, or the other. And that's usually about what you're feeling right at that time as you're going to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, because some some of the songs are older, but the, how they how they get um, uh, presented is is in the moment for sure. Sure, sure. You, you mean you're talking like reinterpret? Right. Yeah. I'll I'll write something that can sit around for a while, but it, uh, depending on the mood that day, it can be drastically different than what the original idea was. It's usually just using the structure and the the lyrics, and then just playing something off of that. Yeah, that that makes good sense. It, it keeps things dynamic, and you know, it, you know, not just trotting out the whatever to the Trojan horse. Yeah, <laughs> trotting out the Genericana. <laughs> Marlon Blando. <laughs> look, look. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, uh, the the usual places. Drunkenprayer dot com has. About yeah, that's great. You have your own website. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with putting uh, flyers on other people's telephone poles. I got no problem with that. But people only live. <laughs> you got to have right because your own website is like your own fanzine. Yeah, and also and, and liner notes and all that. You know, I yeah. like I like going and re- reading people's lyrics and yeah. and stuff like that. You know, while I'm listening to but it. But there's no so, filter, yeah. right? It's your site. You put on what it, you know. That's what you go over to these other things. You're part of somebody else's. Well, we're finding out now. You're you're being milked. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's this the uh, everything about this is is DIY for this record. Yeah. Everything right now with Drunken Prayer is so if it if it's got Drunken Prayer's name on it, I've I've got my thumb on it. That's somehow, beautiful. So. That's beautiful. It's very admirable and very inspiring that uh, someone in a parallel universe has been riding shotgun with you. <laughs> Maybe I got here on the thing a little before. Maybe I leave a little before, but Kindred Spirit, Morgan, thank you so much for being on the show. Beautiful. My big honor for me. I want you to keep on Wonderful. keeping on. And when the new thing comes, please. Or if you're going to play Harold's place again here in Pedro, let me know. <laughs> I'll see you there. Okay. People, it's been April 25, 2019 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.